Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. It's Thursday, May 30th. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We're live on the air. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Let us know what's up. 702-586-PULP. Let's talk some Lakewood coming up this weekend. Round three, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Got Canadian Series kicking off this weekend. Also up in Calgary. I'll be there instead of Lakewood. So if you want some heavy, heavy updates from Calgary, stay tuned to my Twitter feed. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Dan Truman, Michael Antonovich uh, coming up on the show to talk uh, the Nationals and MXGP and uh, Canadian stuff and whatever else comes up, man. Yeah, really appreciate it. Again, 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. We are giving away a set of Fly Racing Kinetic Mesh gear today on the show. Uh, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please go there. Check them out if you're in the market for some gear. If you're in the market for a helmet, the, the Formula Helmet is out now. If uh, FR, if you're in the market for some boots, FR5 boots, a nice mid-level boot for a great price. Mountain bike stuff. Uh, I love the helmets they have. Um, so, yeah, please check them out, flyracing.com. They've got everything you need for uh, for your body uh, and, and hard parts, too. A lot of hard parts for, for, from those guys, too. So, Justin Brayton, Zach Osborne, Blake Baggett, just a few of the guys that wear fly racing uh, each and every weekend out there. Thanks to those guys. Also, thanks to 100%. The Nar- Our Mega Goggle is out now. It's, uh, it's brand new. It offers unparalleled dominance for the modern racer, bringing ultra HD lens clarity to motocross. Experience definition never before viewed through the lens of a goggle with increased impact protection and quick-release lens changing system. This is one of those uh, wide-view goggles that you've seen out there. They allow you to run a real big roll-off film as well. Uh, Armega, the pinnacle of vision technology from 100%. Armega.com. The cool part of this deal is the code MOTO60 at checkout saves 25% on casual apparel and accessories. So MOTO60 is the code to save 25% on all casual apparel and accessories. I want to thank the folks at GET as well. GET, GET. Dan Truman will be on shortly. Two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs available now. And uh, Justin Barsha, Aaron Plessinger, Dean Ferris, all using the GET uh, ignitions on their factory Yamahas, along with a ton of teams in Europe. So thanks to Get ProTaper, ProTaper.com. MicroLine is very, very popular. It sta- comes standard with the KGSC guys. If you have a little one, why not uh, put little grips and little bars and little throttle tubes on there? Because their hand size isn't the same as ours, right? It makes perfect sense. It's a fantastic uh, invention from the folks at ProTaper. So check out ProTaper.com for their micro line of uh, products. And, of course, Geico, Honda, Rockstar, Husky, JGR, Suzuki, all using the normal-sized hand products from the folks at Pro, uh, Pro Taper and Maxis, Maxis.com, uh, MXST out now, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, uh, trailer, light truck tires, trailer tires, mountain bike tires, Maxis will have you covered, grabbing the whole shot and uh, each and every time out, so if you're in the market for a set of tires and you've passed over Maxis before, take a circle back around and look at their MXT, MXST line, it's good enough for AJ Cantanzaro who uh, made Supercross made events with it and uh, is testing a new sand tire from those folks at, at Maxis as well, so we thank all of those guys for coming on board. The show today, 702-586-7857. We've got a few lines still open. If you want to call in and talk uh, Paula, Fox Raceway as it were, um, or uh, Lakewood coming up this weekend, uh, Elevation as well. This is the last race before a weekend off for the for the series, so I know a lot of guys are probably looking forward to that. And uh, Eli Tomac right now, uh, he's the heavy favorite going into his home race, although he hasn't really ridden Lakewood a ton and all that, even though it's in Colorado. Uh, Eli's on a roll right now, absolutely decimated that 450 class. So hard to pick against Eli uh, this weekend. And in Lakewood, at elevation, maybe AC might be down a few ponies. I don't know. We'll see. Two in a row for that kid, though, and uh, that's really impressive. So good work for Adam Cincirillo, the Monster Energy Pro Circuit guys as well. So 
I'm Steve Mathis taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down over there. Coming in much earlier than Travis Marks did on Monday. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? Hey, Steve. How are you? Great, thank you. What's what's new and exciting, Tits? Can you believe Adam Cincirillo has won two of the first na- the two first nationals? I can believe it. Yes. Okay, thanks. Thanks for that update. Yep. I believe it. All right. Thanks. I'm happy about it, too, in case you're wondering. Okay, perfect. Uh, We'll get Dan Truman on the line here from Git, and uh, we'll take your calls. Like I said, a few lines open. We're giving away a set of kinetic mesh gear from the folks at Fly Racing, so that's what all it takes is a simple phone call in, and uh, and we'll do that. We give away some tickets to Lakewood on Monday's Pulp MX show as well. So thanks to to those guys at Lakewood for giving us some some tickets. Uh, Cooper Webb. Not happy with his race at Paula, uh, happy with his race at Hangtown. We had him on Monday's Pulp Mech show. Um, Jason Anderson, I think, has been very, very good. I'll talk to Dan about that. Roxon, I am up in the air. Fantastic Hangtown. I can't believe that uh, he didn't win that first moto at Paula. Pretty amazing stuff. I wonder if uh, if he's not feeling it right now. So, uh, and, and Osborne, I have been impressed with Osborne. Uh, absolutely. He's been, been, been great. So, Lots to talk about when it comes to Paula, when it comes to Lakewood this weekend, or the rest of the series, or anything else. Uh, and to, to help me break it down a more, from Get and Athena, it's Dan Truman. Dan, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, just getting busy. I uh, I skipped the first two nationals. Um, I always go to Lakewood just because of the altitude, and we got to make a lot of uh, ECU changes for that race. So I go there to support the privateers and all the people that support us. So how much how much different are you mapping things for Lakewood? Like what is it radical? What 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 is what exactly are you doing to these guys? Is it is it something that you know uh, you would never do uh, anywhere else? Is that radical? No. So all all of our four stroke ECUs have a barometer built into them, so it calculates for air temperature and altitude mm-hmm. to a certain extent. So yep. what that means, you know, it. It takes the map that's in there, and if you go from California last weekend to Colorado, it automatically makes the changes right. for fuel and timing. With that being said, um, fuel is a little bit different there. Things are a little bit different. So, I mean, we're adding a few degrees of timing right. depending on the bike and, and a few percent fuel. The good news about our ECU, uh, we have an app for any Android or Apple phone, and you can just do it right from your phone. The problem is a lot of these privateers don't feel comfortable doing yeah, they it. they don't know what they're doing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can't mess it up. You know, It's very yeah. similar to the GYTR stuff that you have on your bike. Um, and you can't mess it up. It's all within a safe range with the OEMs and, and so forth with our stuff. But they still don't feel comfortable. I, you know, I get texts from, like, Ben LeMay, who, who's, you know, he does a top end between races, but he doesn't feel comfortable adding 3% fuel on his bike. Right. You know, like, right. so it's it's more there. I go there to kind of support them. I'm there if they need it. And I do make some changes for some of the local guys that, that don't feel comfortable and things like that. On the, like, factory Yamaha guys and the bigger teams, they all have a guy they bring. Right. You know, they'll look at data. Most of them will ride press day tomorrow and uh, and kind of look at the data and then make the changes Friday night from there. So. But it's not a radical change. No, it's no. not a radical change. But prior to 2000, say, like 14, mm-hmm. like the earlier days, yep. it, was, it was a lot different. We did change a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I know Pro Circuit has put a lot of time, and the other teams have as well. I just was close with Pro Circuit back then, and I know they did a lot of stuff to, to make their bikes good that, you know, at Colorado. Right. So uh, when I was a mechanic, we had carburetors, obviously, back then. Um, but we we went pump fuel uh, at, yeah. at Lakewood. Do teams still do that? Do people still do that? Or is the fuel better now? The fuel is better, especially with, like, the HT stuff, uh, the Pro 6 HT and things like that. But pump fuel is – I had a privateer call me yesterday and said, my, I can't get my bike to run. Should I just run pump fuel? And I said, yeah. And he put pump fuel in, and it ran good. So it does it, – it, it does, yes – that is still happening. So when you add fuel, uh, generally speaking, bikes run rich at, at elevation. We, we take fuel away. If I said add fuel, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah take fuel, a, right. Yeah, we add timing and right. take fuel away. Right. So, um, and not all bikes, actually. So some bikes are different, and obviously their engine setup's different, yep. too, right? If they're high-compression pistons or, or this or that. So yep. it's really hard to not have data on all these guys' bikes, but I can get it close. I can get it close enough. Sure. And I have, you know, I have enough years of going to Colorado, and, yeah. and Colorado is actually really close to the same elevation as the Mexico GP was, so I have a lot of data from all of our GP teams. Oh, okay. Um, the, the altitude is actually pretty much identical. So It's interesting, too, and, and, and then also, too, Dan, it's amazing, like, with some of these, like, you look at, like, so I've been helping Kiefer, I managed the first two rounds, right, so we were in unseated practice in, uh, in Paula, and we're in the LCQs. I'm looking at some of these guys' bikes, and I'm just like, 
your chain is shot, your shot, your sprockets are shot, your seat cover has a hole in it, your bars are, your levers are bent. Like, I, I don't know. I guess, and I'm guessing. So, in regards to you, Dan, some of these guys have no freaking clue probably what's in their bike. Like, you're you're like, exactly. hey, what's your compression? What's your cam? What's what? And they, and they are looking at you like nothing. And that's the biggest problem I run into, you know. Uh, it, it just comes down to mapping, right? Like our ECU, it only does what it's told to do. Right. Um, you know, it has its features and, and things like that, but it can only do what it's told to do. So if I have no clue what cam you have and what piston you have yeah. and, you know, everything else, I, I don't really know, you know, and the guy's like, oh, I bought some fuel, you know, I'm using, you know, whether it's Renegade or VP, I'm like, that stuff all makes a big difference, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it, you know, I just put this in there, and I'm like, well, it's not mapped for that, you know? So uh, <laughs> it, it, it it does, you get some of my, I send you some of my text messages sometimes, yeah. and, they're, and they're, you know, sometimes oh, they're know. funny, people are crazy. So. I know, right? But, um, I mean... Like, I, Villeman got into your thing about the guys' bikes. Villeman got into an argument with some guys on Twitter about stock bikes, and I think a lot of these guys would be better off just getting a nice bike, making sure it's good, you know, putting a few mods on it so it's reliable and it works good, and they would be fine because the current right. generation of motorcycles is good. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree 100%. It's just it's got to be frustrating for you, too, to deal with some of these guys, and you're just like, oh, you're like, help help me help you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but uh, having said that, this is a race. They start in first gear. You know, it's enough elevation where guys start in first gear, which is crazy. Like it's it's that bad. Yet other times, other people, I ask other guys, how was it? Do you notice it? They're like, nah, it's it's not bad. And I'm like, oh, really? Because this guy over here said it felt like his bike was a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> you know what I mean? So as a media guy, you're kind of just going, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how their bike is. Yeah, I think there is. They definitely feel it. But you know, you you talk to like Eli and. and getting outside of Colorado, he feels it, you know, that his bike's a little bit more powerful, yeah. right? Because he rides yeah. and trains in Colorado so often. So I think the good guys can feel it. I know working with Chad, he obviously, you know, he noticed it a lot, even in Salt Lake, and, you know, he could feel it. He even feels it, I think, in Vegas, you know, it's, it's or wherever he goes, and there's a little bit of altitude, he can feel the difference, you know? Right. So I think it's there. I think for the guys, some guys, they just don't really notice the difference, you no, know? Maybe oh they're not as good. But uh, the first year start is definitely unique. Uh, it's something different for a lot of guys, and it changes. Um, that's something that guys like Honda and Pro Circuit and these these top guys they work on so much. Yeah, um, going there preseason, going to dinos and things like that. You know, they'll send guys in the off season there to to test stuff for Colorado. You know, for one week. Right. I've said this before. I'm not going this weekend. I'm going to Calgary. Uh, I just haven't been to Canadian race for a while. But I've said this before. Lakewood is a sneaky good national man. It's it's it, right into Denver. Lots of viewing area. Good track. Easy in and out, sneaky good national Lakewood. I I agree. Uh, traffic's never really an issue getting in and out. It's on the side of a hill, so you can see most of the track from anywhere. You can walk all the way around the track. Yep. Um, I, I agree. It's not far away. I I do like people ask me all the time which national should I go to, and and I recommend it a lot. It's a yeah. it's a good national. Yeah, people really. go on about Redbud, and they go on about Hangtown, and you know this one doesn't have the. It's not super big, like so. It's not like Redbud's tough. You can't see the whole track, you, yeah. no matter where you are. Here, you can see pretty much the whole track, minus the start where you, they drop down. But you can see the whole track, and I think that's a big part of a national. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So it's it's a really good race. If if you're uh, if you're thinking about if you're on the fence about a national go to, think about Lakewood, man. And yeah, you ride into Denver, so it's easy in and out and all of that. So um, it's hard to see. Well, it's Eli Tomac, Dan, so it's up and down, and it's it's everywhere. But it's hard to see Eli losing again this weekend uh, with all the things that, you know, the way he's been riding, the way he rode Paula, um, and and he's in his home state, and he's good at this track, anyways. And and uh, yeah, it's, tell me, tell me, convince me that Eli can't go one one again. Yeah, I have a hard time uh, picking anybody to beat him this weekend. You know, Baggett was there a few years ago, and he beat him straight up. And but I think Blake's nursing a, a wrist injury. Yep. So I don't think that we'll see the same Blake Baggett. Uh, Kenny's obviously got speed, but he's got some, you know, maybe I don't know what they're called, fitness, sickness. I don't know what he's got, but yep. um, I don't think that's the best Kenny. And, you know, I just – Marv is Marv, but I, I don't think he beats Eli. Right. I don't think he beats Eli here. I think Eli goes 1-1. And, yeah, I mean, until I'm proved otherwise, I think Eli goes 1-1. Who's been more impressive for you? And both of them have been impressive. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not I'm – not saying one guy is, is what's worse for different reasons i've been really impressed with anderson and osborne and 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 you know mostly basically because anderson just came back from injury and he looks really really good he's a slight tick off the other guys and osborne to me uh if he can get a start and get a whole shot or run 
second, third. I mean, he hasn't made the podium yet, which is amazing. I've been really impressed with Zacho. Never say die attitude uh, in Hangtown tracking down Tomac and in Paula in, in getting all over Roxon at the end and getting Webb in Moto 1. Like, the guy just is just a, a hammerhead. So both of those guys have been good to me. What about you? Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not surprised that either of their rides. I okay. think Zach's starts are, are just hurting him, um, which we kind of knew. But he's been riding awesome. I, I think Zach has been impressive, but n- I'm not surprised by it because I thought he would be really good. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 older, right? He's not that young rookie that went to a 450 class. He's a rookie, yes, but he's you know he's been in Europe, he's been here, he's won championships. I think Zach, uh, if he gets a start, I think he can run the pace of those guys. That 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 tier one group we call it. I think he's in that group. Uh, Jason was kind of an unknown just because I didn't know how much he had been riding, but. He's got talent, right? And I thought he would be there. And he, like you said, he's just a tick off, of, I think, of, of Marv and Eli. So I'm impressed with both of them, but I wouldn't say I'm real surprised with either of them. I think they both are where I thought they'd be, just inside the top five. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Um, do you like one guy to do better than the other, or what do you, what do you think? I think that Zach's going to get better. I, I do think yeah. Zach's going to get better. I had Anderson winning a race this year. I know he's never won one. Uh, preseason, I did pick him to win, mm-hmm. win a race. But I think Zach's going to get better. He's got a lot of those East Coast tracks that he loves. I mean, he's he's not shy about saying he doesn't love these West Coast tracks. And I think when we get to the Mount Morris and those tracks that have more ruts and things like that, I think he's going to be good. Bud's Creek, he's led right. races there before. He's obviously won a lot of races in on the East Coast. So I think Zach will be good. I really do. I mean, yep. um, if if, uh, if he won a race in the next it, Florida or High Point, I wouldn't be surprised. 702-586-PULP, 702-586-7857. you have a question for Dan Truman or myself about uh, any of the first couple of nationals or, or this weekend in Lakewood, let's take a few questions here, uh, Dan, while we can. Uh, first up is Zeke. Zeke, what's up, man? You got a Cameron McAdoo question. Uh, hey, yeah, I know you guys talked about him before, but uh, is McAdoo, like, just in line for circuit or can he take any fill and ride for like TLD or something yeah. if something comes up? Yeah, he can take anything. Geico gave him a 450, a Honda 450 stock one to ride to keep sharp. Uh, I've been told by JGR that he's an FA on the list if they need a guy. I know Mitch has told him he's on the list and I know Geico's told him he's on the list. So Mac, not that you ever want to hope somebody gets hurt. I don't know about TLD to be honest, Zeke. I never heard that one, but I would assume so. Um, yeah, you never want to hope somebody gets hurt, but Dan, uh, McAdoo would be a great fill-in for somebody. Yeah, yeah, I think 250 or 450, I think he's a fill-in on pretty much everybody's list. Um, he's He obviously showed he has speed, podium in Vegas. He's been decent outdoors. I just Nobody's gotten hurt, I mean, which is a good thing. Um, I, again, I don't know about TLD just because they, ha- they seem to have a lot of guys, even with Wilson Todd and things like that. But I think that he is on everybody's list. So, yeah, Zeke, I think he'll get called. I mean, honestly, I told him. Dan, I told him at a race, I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, if you can't, if you have a week to jump in on a, on a Suzuki or a Cowie and your last race was a podium in Vegas and you're, you're just jumping in, you know, and these, these filling rides don't pay great. And I'm like, you're just jumping in. Like, I, I would be a little bit careful. He didn't really seem to hear me or care about what I thought. But you know what I mean, Dan? Like, he's, yeah, his, his unless, stock has never been higher. For, unless it was for the rest of the season or yeah, right. five to seven races, I wouldn't do it either. You know, if say JGR calls him up and says, hey, Kyle Peters twisted his knee, uh, we need you to fill in, and he's never ridden the bike, and they want him to race high point, I, I don't, but then Peters is back in Florida, I don't think that's a good idea. Right, you know? like, right. It, it doesn't, it really just hurts his value. You the know? last time people saw him, he was on the podium in Vegas, and he rode great, you know, yeah. so, um, alright, Zeke, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, thank you. Uh, let's go to Kalen. Kalen, what's up, man? How are you? Doing good, how are you guys? Good, thanks for calling in. What's up? Yep, yep. Hey, got a quick question about uh, Ken Roxon and the altitude. Obviously, like Dan was saying a little bit ago, he, he's everyone knows that he's got something going on, whether it's from the antibiotics or, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, JT said he's kind of holding out to see how he does in the heat. Well, does the altitude lack of oxygen, does that affect him more um, or in a similar way as being on a, on a, on a hot day, or what do you think? Uh, great question. I don't really know what he's dealing with, Dan, right, to, to really know this. Yeah, I mean, he, he's never been affected by that. Uh, Jason Anderson does get sick, altitude sickness. Mm-hmm. He usually flies in the day of the race, Saturday morning, and back out. He, he tries to not stay longer than 24 hours uh, for the races in the altitude. But I don't know how it will affect Ken. Honestly, I, I have no idea what's wrong with him. I mean, he could have a broken ankle for all I know. Like, I know it's not that, <laughs> but I literally, that's how far off I am on what, what's wrong with him. I don't know. 
So mm-hmm. I, I don't think it'll affect him. I know he goes to Utah a lot. I think his his uh, you know his other half families from there. So I don't think it really will affect him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but who knows? At the same time, right, Dan? Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I, I honestly yeah. have no idea what's wrong with him. Right, so. right, right. So uh, okay. th- thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, hey, uh, r- real quick, I'm going to echo what you said about Lakewood. Uh, dude, I've been there several times, and it is an awesome track. Uh, it is an absolutely awesome track. Easy to watch, easy to spectate, usually great temperatures. Um, also, Millville, awesome track. Yeah, Millville is the best track on the circuit. Dude, I love it. Been best, there several times, love yep, it. Yep, best track on the circuit. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, hey, thanks. Bye. Everyone talks about Red Bud. Uh, Millville is the best track on the circuit, for sure. But I mean, yeah. I'm pretty biased. I've ra- I've raced it a ton, but it's it's a great track. So, um, all right. Uh, what else? Oh, we got uh, Derek. Derek, what's going on, man? You want to talk Canadian Moto? Yeah, I'm just wondering, uh, like with the 250 class, do you think anyone's going to be able to hang with Pettit? Dan, I know you've been studying Canadian Moto hard, Dan. So uh, Calgary is the one that's like in the city, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that that race looks like the one I would go to. <laughs> there's good there's good bars nearby and everything afterwards. Yeah, I've yeah. heard really good things yeah, about yeah. that. that D- Dan's in. Um, you know what, Derek? We just did a podcast with uh, Galdi and Noof. Um, just it was up two days ago on Steve Mathis feed Racer X. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah, I'll check it out. For sure. Yeah, check it out because we debate that now. I'm I think Pettis is fine, but I know he crashed in Supercross pretty good. And then I heard he crashed again getting ready for the season. So I don't know if he's 100%. If he's 100%, he's my hands-down favorite. Uh, Galdi thought maybe Renslin would be there and Dylan Wright would be there right with Pettis. But to me, Pettis is a better rider than those guys, if he's 100%, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's better for sure. And he's the type of guy, I think he crashes a fair bit. So as long as he's not broken, I think he's good to go. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm looking forward to seeing it this weekend, man. I, 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 I think Reslin and Wright... Um, and T Dags, Tyler Medaglia dropped down. I think they're all great riders, but I, if Pettis is healthy, man, I think he's got elite speed. You know, so yeah, that's what I think too, for so. sure. All right, man, thank you. Thanks for the call. Cool, thanks. Appreciate Tyler it. dropped down, huh? Yeah, he dropped down, dude. They they needed a rider. They 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 same same contract, same bonuses, and everything. And he was like, "Yep, sweet, I'll do it." So yeah, good for him. I've been calling him Marty on my text <laughs> to him because basically, they, uh, are there any other U.S. riders other than Renslin, like? I mean, decent. I don't know. For uh, obviously, Osby. But. Osby's going to race the series. Uh, Welton. Okay. Marshall Welton's racing the series. Okay. Um, and then, and then, and up, up, Gerke, obviously. You know, Gerke's yeah. doing it. Alessi. Yeah. yeah. All that. He's pretty much can- He's pretty much Canadian now, Gerke. I guarantee you, Matt, if you just told him, hey, are you Canadian? He'd say, yeah. <laughs> Matt, <do you> think- <laughs> he might not know. <laughs> he might not know. It's very possible. Matt wouldn't know. Um, all right. Hey, let's keep talking. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Get. Pro Taper, Maxis, and the folks at 100%. 702-586-7857. We're still looking to give away uh, a set of uh, Fly Racing Kinetic Mesh gear. Um, all right, so this weekend, 250s, Dan. Um, AC won two in a row. I think the streak stops here. I think a Yamaha rider, Cooper, Ferrandis, or Nichols, takes the win. Yeah, AC's been really impressive. AC's been really good. Um, I don't want to say I didn't think he would win the first two races. I didn't know how he would come off Supercross. I know we all talked about that. Mm-hmm. Cooper's been really impressive the first two moto or the first you know first motos of the first two races. The second moto this week, he did the fastest lap of the race on the last lap, trying to pass Dylan. I think he thought that was for the overall. I think that him and AC would have still tied, but uh, he was really upset about that. I think Cooper. I agree with you. I think Cooper could win this weekend. Can you believe he's never won a national or a Supercross? It's amazing. I mean, he's only raced like I know, but dude, it's incredible that he's never captured one yet anywhere. You know, so yeah, uh, he will. The kid's good. He will, Um, and and it it might be this weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just I like those bikes at altitude, man. We had uh, Travis Preston in studio uh, on Monday night, and he's he's ridden the race bike for Star. He helped him with some stuff, and he obviously does the production stuff as well. And he said riding the star bike, first of all, he said he would. He doesn't really want to race anymore unless he could ride a star bike. If he could ride a full star bike, he said he would race Loretta's and he would race everywhere because that's that good. He said it, the bike gives him goosebumps. It's that good. He says he doesn't know how it revs so high without blowing up either. He says he does not understand that. Anyways, the whole point was Travis Preston can't believe how good the bike is, and, and, I, I, and I agree. Yeah, I, I do agree that their bike has been really good uh, for the last few years. I think yep. it's it's power-wise and handles, and the, the chassis works really good for that bike. 
and their riders are good too though you look at cooper he's such a good starter mm-hmm. um you know nichols has been really good he came through the pack second moto they have good riders and you know good riders and good bikes you're going to get good results um <clears throat> i think cooper wins one this weekend or next weekend yep. uh, the next round i think he's he's due he's obviously putting in the work ac has been awesome though i'm impressed with ac being more patient with riders not trying to pass them when there's not a place to pass that's something he's matured a lot in the last few years before ac if he was faster he would just go for it Mm. uh, hunter was really good and paula i'm curious to see how he'll be at a track he's never ridden yep you know obviously hangtown he had probably never ridden but we got a you know a mud race so that was hard to hard to judge so i'm curious to see I still think Hunter's top five. I just don't know if he's going to be like run AC right. down, pass them kind of thing. Um, he, for the yeah, lead. yeah, I would say if you just go by dry track at Hangtown, which was uh, practice, and then uh, the first moto, Hunter was just okay. I thought he'd be better, but then Paula, he was fantastic. I mean, he would have won that second moto. He would caught an AC and, and left him. So yeah, and, and he would have been on the podium the first moto had he not had an, yeah. a, a slight issue and. I just think, though, he has a lot of laps there. Uh, they all do. But he also raced a race there, uh, the amateur race there. So yep. he just, like, he had a lot of confidence at that track, I believe. So I'm I'm really curious to see how he does at Lakewood. I, I would put him in the 5 to 7 range. But, I mean, he might he might be better than that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I've been impressed with Colt Nichols so far outdoors. Uh, AC, Cooper, Ferrandis, Nichols, and Sexton seem to be breaking away a little bit. As much as I want Troll to be in that pack, I don't know if he. I don't know if he has the speed those guys have. Yeah, I agree with you. That's kind of the the front five. I thought Martin would be better. I really did, but he's been good in the both second motos this year. The first motos he struggled, um, but he's got to start with those guys. You can't you can't come through the pack. They're all too good. You know, you look at Covington, who got a good start and got tenth, right? And then the second moto he gets a bad start. And he just he got 26th place. You yeah, know, I know he had a few issues, but they're, they're all fast, right? I mean, you yeah. look at guys like Jacob Hayes, who he just he was 12th, but he was going as fast as the guys in seventh and eighth. He just you can't pass those guys unless you start with them. No, yeah, it, it's it's tough in that class. It's tough everywhere. It's funny how a 30 minute plus two race Dan, still comes down to the damn start. It really does. Yeah, it, it's it is that crazy, you know, and you put yourself in it, but it's the easiest part of the race. You know, I go back to Corolla using a scoop tire at a hard pack track two weeks ago. He knew that the, everybody was so close that he just had to get the start. So he yeah. said, I'll sacrifice it out on the track to just get a good start, you know? So, um, look, your buddies with Jordan Smith, um, you know, down, down at MTF, uh, what is going on with the TLD team? Um, Jordan's, I mean, he, you know, he, he, he had bad luck this weekend crashes. McElrath doesn't look anywhere near the same guy. You know, maybe that back injury in Supercross was a little more serious than we thought. We kind of thought he was taking a dive, and I think some of that was uh, taking a dive. But I also think some maybe the, maybe that injury was a little bit worse than we think. Um, Cantrell not there. Drake just getting his feet wet. You know, I don't think I don't see a lot of great things from Drake yet. So we can't we can't even judge him. And then of course Wilson Todd's a fill in. Dude, that team's that Tyler Keith's got to be on suicide watch. Yeah, and Falk's now hurt. Yeah, you know, Falk, yeah, broken collarbone, so, yeah. And the team's an awesome team. You know, they got factory equipment. The team's run great. Tyler does a great job. Um, I, I've heard from the testing days that the guys aren't happy with their setups and this and that, but I don't understand they've had the same bike. And, and I do know that, you know, small things change here and there, but Jordan has to turn it around this weekend. You know, he he had a forgettable Supercross season in his eyes, you know, getting hurt really early. I know he has some offers for for some teams. I know he likes where he's at, but yeah, do you, I, I don't know. Do you think the Jordan Smith the pro circuit stuff is real? Like not happening, uh, but I, but but real rumors that are. Like, I think that they definitely would be interested in him. I mean, you got to yeah. assume if if there's a few spots open at pro circuit that when you look at the list of riders, Jordan Smith is capable of winning Supercross races, right? And and that's somebody you have to look at. Whether there's a real offer there or not, I. I don't know that, did, did, but did you hear when you, yeah. you look at the available riders? Yeah. I feel like he has to be at the top of the list. Did you hear DeCoster criticize the team a little while ago in in in, in an interview? I I did not, but I I've heard that he has done that before. I didn't read the interview. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of said we want more from them, you know, the TLD team, and 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 that's that's not that's not good. <laughs> yeah, a, I mean, does he want more from them? Or is he helping them to to get better though? Or is yeah, yeah, tough, who knows? Right? right yeah. Like, yeah. He wants to see him win because Cooper won in Supercross, but is he? And I don't know this. Right. Are they? Are they at the test track going? Okay, Jordan, you need to do this or right. that. I, I, I don't think they are. 
you know? Jordan has had more success than R.J. Hampshire, for sure. R.J. incredibly only has two Supercross podiums, I believe, in his career. One national win. Jordan Smith has never won a national, so R.J. does have that on him. But they're the same guy to me. Of course, they were buddies and their teammates at Geico. They're the same guy to me. They're older on factory bikes, and sorry, I just want more. Yeah, and I think we're starting to get a little bit more out of RJ. Okay. Uh, you know, he got second at, at Paula, and he fought back that moto. He fought back to pass those guys, and, and, and you know, he fought AC off in, in the first moto. And I think RJ, I think change for RJ is going to be good. Not, nothing against the, the current team he works for. Yeah. I just think change sometimes is really good. Change was really good for Jordan, right? He was at Geico, and he was kind of in a, in a rut. He changed. He won some races. He he took the Supercross title down to Vegas. Yep, he should have had it. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, had he not crashed, he, you know, which he does do, he could have won <laughs> that title easily because Osborne and Savachi were throwing it away. Yeah. But I think change is good for some of these guys. So I agree. They're both older. I mean, McElrath's pretty old, too. You know, you look at McElrath. Yeah, yeah. He's been in the class a long time. This will be his last year, most likely, uh, or next year. So I don't, I don't know with Jordan – he, I think he does good this weekend. I think Jordan's right. seventh seventh place this weekend. I like Jordan. He's a good dude. He seems like a good dude. I like him. He plays Pulp Max Fantasy. But but I just yeah. But about TLD, I don't know, man. They're in a they're in a tough spot. And I mean, right. think about TLD if they really did lose Jordan, um, you know, and and they yeah. have all these young kids next year. They're in a tough spot again next year. Yeah, know? absolutely. I, I I would like to see, you know, an elite guy go there and see if it is a bike or or team problem and not rider problem. I don't know. I, I maybe maybe it isn't. I have no idea, but they they seem like they're fine, right? The bikes. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think so. Right. I mean, I know the. So obviously, we know uh, the European guys get to use different stuff, right? They get to of use course, different yeah. frames and things like that. So it's hard to compare. People are like, oh, well, Prado's winning, or or Covington was so good in Europe. Their bikes are different. Like, and that's the biggest thing people don't understand when they compare GP guys. Oh, uh, you know, Hurlings could just show up to an AMA National and win. It's harder than people think to switch that entire motorcycle. You know, they're used to running something that's 10 millimeters uh, longer, and yeah. it just doesn't work. I'd love to see if, if, if Hurlings really did ride a stock frame at Indiana. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's something I don't know either. Right, you know, and right. If I had to guess, he probably didn't. I know. But, uh, I, yeah, who <laughs> know, you know, who knows? But I, I would say... KTM would be like, hey, we can't put you on a stock bike when you haven't ridden a stock frame for three years. Exactly. You and know, they're like, I, I, who cares if we get disqualified, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'd like to somehow be a fly. By no means am I saying Hurlings can't win here. I'm not saying that. Yes, I'm just right. saying, like, people are like, Prado's by far the best MX2 rider, you know, in the last four years or something. You know, I'm seeing these tweets, and I'm like, I don't think Prado shows up to WW Ranch, and he just beats RJ Hampshire. Like, well, I just he, don't think he actually he, he went there, and he overheated. <laughs> exactly, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, he, he, and RJ went one one. Like right. that—that's all I'm saying. That, People don't get that. I can't take the. Let's talk MXGP real quick before we let you go. Like, I can't, I can't take. Okay, Hurlings and Roxon and and maybe Prado are elite world class talents, but I can't take MX too seriously when you know uh, Olsen's in his fourth year. Gertz Gertz has been up there. Uh, ben Watson, Puches, uh, the Jacoby is is good. They've been in the class for a long time, and when you reach a certain age, you can't race it anymore. So you almost you have to be better. Like last last season in America, before they got hurt, it was Osborne, J Mart, Plessinger, and I'm miss and Savachi maybe. Maybe I'm missing another guy. Like all older dudes. Like it matters. Like when you're 22 and you're racing an 18 year old, that's a big difference. When you're 23 and you're racing a 19 year old, that's a big difference. And and, and and I so in, while they kick those guys out of MX2, it's a natural progression that you're going to do better. So I don't know if you're elite talent or not because you've been in the class four years and you're on a factory bike. Yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. It's tough, right? And then tough to judge, a, right? Tough you to take judge. a guy like like Gear who who wins a moto and he beats Prado, like runs him down and beats him, and it's like, okay, well, is Prado that good? Like I think Prado's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Right. He's won every moto but one this year, but. To say that he's just hands down better than AC, I, I can't agree with that. Like, I just can't agree with that because they don't race each other. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, and, and I don't think AC goes to a GP and he just wins either. I just, it's just different. Right. I, I agree. I agree. So, um, also, let's talk uh, MXGP. So, what the hell happened to Corolli's points lead? What His the gate he- didn't drop. The French <laughs> were against him. What do you mean? Did it really not drop? I saw the yeah. photo. 
Yeah. Well, the, I how, have the photo and a video. Well, how did, I have a video. how did KTM not freak out? I don't understand. I, I don't. I don't know. I haven't talked to like I. I'm close that team and those guys i haven't really reached out or talked to them i'm sure they had issues but for real some of the gates didn't drop uh Caroli did hit his gate but it didn't drop so mm. uh he came from last he was riding over his head i think a little bit he crashed twice right and obviously tim you know got to the front and tim was better uh but tony should have been 2-2 i think and still had like a 30 point lead instead he has a, a 10 point lead so. yeah um, um something to worry about for sure i mean there's only a couple sand tracks left uh which tony excels at and Tim is really good on the hard pack stuff, and he's building confidence. I'm curious to see when Jeffrey comes back. Jeffrey had a they had a race today, and um, it's a holiday over there, so they did mm-hmm. a, a Dutch uh, Masters race, and, yeah. and Jeffrey was really good. He he beat uh, February and those guys <laughs> in the first moto. I met a crash in moto two. He had the fastest lap, but he got fourth. So I'm not sure what happened, <clears throat> but I'm curious to see if Tim, you know, if Jeffrey gets out front, does Tim ride over his head to try and beat him, or is he smart enough to get second? Dude, you know, that's the, that's the hard part with Tim. They're seven rounds in, and Antonio has almost a hundred point lead on Paulin in third. Jesus, yeah, Paulin, Paulin's been struggling, but yeah. dude, he's third. Yeah, I get it. And that's what I mean. Like Tony and Tim are, are next level, but Jeffrey's going to jump in there. And win races for sure, but is, does Tim just get second? I don't see Tim doing that. Does, I feel like Tim Tim goes to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, hey, what if it starts getting down a little sketchy and Jeffrey has to let Antonio by and get seconds to help? Uh, oh my God, yeah. that's going to be good. There's a lot. There's there's a lot of races left. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, there's a lot of races. All right. Um. All right, Dan, you'll be at Lakewood this weekend. Uh, if anybody wants a deal on anything from Get or Athena, uh, two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, uh, hourless wire meters, uh, SOS meters, uh, Athena gaskets, Athena uh, overboard kits, uh, all that kind of stuff, uh, email us using the co- uh, contact form on pulpamex.com. I will pass it on to Dan, and he will give you a Pulpamex show listener discount. Uh, thanks, Dan, for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. All right, see ya. Uh, that's Dan Truman. Uh, you're listening to Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by Get, Pro Taper, Maxis, and a 100% Moto 60 code uh, at ride100%.com to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. At uh, at 100%, you can check out the new Armega goggle, MXST tires from the folks at Maxis, Pro Taper, ProTaper.com for all they got, and of course, Get and Fly Racing also. Uh, let's get to our next guest. We've got a few phone lines open, too. Michael Antonovich from SWAT Moto Live. What's up, Anton? How are you? Good. How are you, buddy? What's happening? Just hanging out. Can't wait to go to Colorado. You're going to Colorado? Sweet. This weekend? That'll be fantastic. It, I, I was talking to Dan about it. It's a sneaky good national, isn't it? It's really good. Top three. Like, top three, one of the best the best ones, just because Denver's cool. Uh, the racing is always pretty good. The weather's always good. And uh, you can leave that night and be back at your house. So it's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you can get out Saturday night? You're all right then. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty sweet. Um, all right, let's uh, let's take some phone calls before we dive into it too much uh, into into Lakewood. Uh, Shad, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? What's happening? Hey, uh, if JGR gets that title sponsor, uh, what's that mean for their 250 team? I know they got Martin for another year, but what about the other guys? I'm hoping that's a little better. Yeah. And then, uh, one one other thing on top of that is uh, I'm hearing something about a elite rider for Yamaha. I don't know if talking to 250 team or 450 team or what. Um, Anton, I don't know if I've, I talked to J-Bone a little while ago, and he told me they're close with the title. Um, yeah, I heard they're pretty close to, to like having one locked down. Yeah. You and I had talked about it quite a bit, and they had a couple people on the line, but it yep. sounds like they're really close or have a deal done for 2020, which yeah. is huge for them. They need it badly. But Shad, their 250 team, I mean, they'll keep going. That's something from Suzuki. Suzuki wants to do that. Suzuki's putting their resources into it. So, uh, Amart's got another year on his deal, like you said, Shad. So, they will. Um, yeah, I was just wondering know. about Enzo Lopes and Kyle Peters. I was hoping maybe that would open them up some more money to. Get oh yeah, a, a few more, you know, better riders. Yeah, but for twenty twenty, it would right. It would it would it would change for twenty twenty. So I um I don't know. I don't know if they'll, yeah. I think I think Lopes Peters. Um, and Jimmy D don't make much money at all, and that's why they're there, and part of the reason why they're there, right? Uh, Jimmy D delivered a podium this oh. year, so um, I would, yeah, if they have more money and, and all that, they can get better riders. This is a Suzuki thing, though. They will have a, they will go after it via Suzuki. So cool. And then uh, you know what I'm talking about about the Yamaha rumor? No, I don't know what you're talking. Like they got Justin Barsha, he's pretty elite. 
yeah, but he's already on there. I hear that. I, I don't know if I'm mistaken or what, but I thought I heard on social media that there's a, a another elite writer, maybe for Star, that they're trying to snag up. Oh, uh, I haven't. Um, the only guy they could get is Marvin. Uh, elite 450 guy, 250 guy. I mean, yeah, things will change. Anton, do you know anything what Shad's talking about? No, because they're kind of locked in on everything, um, even at Star. Like, Plessinger and Barsha both have multi-year deals that are going to run through 2020. So, And they're not going to put a third bike under there, I would think. And then as far as Star goes, uh, they have Fry signed in for a deal that's going to carry him through his last part of pro or amateur into pro. Um, Master Pool is going to be around for 2020 as well with a full-time ride. I, they're kind of locked up right now. I don't really see where they're going to be able to, to move anybody else around. I think Ferranda stays there because it's a contract year. Uh, Nichols is in. And I think the only person that's kind of like a question mark would be like Oldenburg. Yeah, Oldenburg, it seems like he's on the outs. I, I don't know. It seems like he's going to need a ride, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Do you think that opens up? Jordan Smith? Yeah, maybe. Jordan's deal is up. We talked about him with Dan, uh, Anton, maybe talking to Pro Circuit. So, yeah. Huh. You know, thanks. Thanks, thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good day. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Dark Side, what's up? How are you? What's up, man? So, let's forget about this American national stuff. Let's talk some Canadian Yeah, national. that's what I'm talking about. about. It's the only series that matters. There you go. So, uh, what's Tyler Medallia do? Uh, he's good. He knows the tracks. He's he's in shape. Unfortunately for him, the motos are five minutes shorter for some stupid reason in Canada on, in MX2. Um, he'll be right there. Like like I said in our in our review pod or our preview pod, I think Pettis healthy is got everybody covered by a little bit, and I think Resland, Osby, Wright, and T Dags are all pretty equal. Like flip a coin, right? To me, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but T Dags could end up winning a thing. Like he's he's gonna he could pull a Marty here. And uh, and win the thing, but um, I don't know. I like I like Pettis, man. He's just Pettis's curve is going upwards, you know. So I agree. I agree. I just I like Medallia, so I'm pulling for him. And what do you think? How, how does Phil do in the 450s? What do you think, Anton? What's your prediction for Phil? Phil's. A, I mean, he's up there to be a top five guy every week. Um, but I think that he might have a learning curve. You know, everybody that goes up there that first year. They have some sort of issue where they're I, trying to figure out the rules, or I mean, what round does he get hit with the caution flag thing that yeah. knocks him thirty seconds or whatever? Like, right, it'll right. happen. It yeah. always does. The only honestly, and I've said this, I said this in our the Millsaps came up and just laid the wood to everybody. Other than that, almost every American and Phil doesn't have Millsaps' talent. He really doesn't. Sorry, Phil. Um, <laughs> and, and and so the only guy that really came up and didn't have problems was Millsaps. A lot of Americans have. Like Anton said, a little bit of adjustment, a little bit. The tracks don't get as rough. They're easier, you know, easier to go faster on then also. So, yeah, uh, it's it's a little bit of an adjustment. So I, I think Phil gets top three a lot, but I don't know if I like him to beat Fasciati or Gerke. Right. So. All right, guys. Yeah, think, hey, Anton, have Phil fun at Lakewood. I wish I was going. See you guys. Thanks, Darkside. See you. What's that, Anton? Yeah, I think Phil's top three at the end of the year, and yeah. he'll win a good share of motos here and there. He'll yep. show speed, but then it's just – it's going to a whole new series. You know, it's going to be a big change for him, and it'll be interesting to see what happens because it's, it's totally different than what happens down here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's go to John on two. John, what's going on? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. What's happening? Hey, um, with the cost of living and just the price of everything and traffic out in California, what do you think about all the factories migrating to like South Georgia or Florida, where all their training camps are at anyway? Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, Yamaha just moved, you know, a, a ton of people to Georgia. Um, and, and you know, JGR is already there. Land is like, I, I don't see it happening, John, because like it just, it's too much and everything's based in Southern California. But if you could say to all the factories, okay, right now you can start over. Like you can, you can start over right now you know all your family never everything you got a headquarters built you got everything they would go to east i i guarantee you southern california is is uh not a great place for these teams anton do you agree uh five million percent yeah i yeah like, i was I, thinking they I'm could probably put here. another rider on the team just from the money they save. yeah but no i don't know if they i don't know if they you know i wouldn't go that far but then Okay, so Indianapolis, the reason that there's so many race teams based there is the state does big tax breaks to have a racing industry there. Um, if a place like Georgia or Florida or somewhere, Florida especially because it's a tax haven for so many places already, 
if they would come up with something like that, it would be huge. But the problem is all of the shipping stuff that comes from Japan, all of everything has already been based here. You have like a 50-year yeah, like your history in one place, and it, you're going to be really almost impossible to switch all. Yeah, that. like, but but my point, Anton, was like, hey, if you could just start from scratch, and now oh, yeah, you, you totally go east. You'd go east. You, you'd 100 percent go east. But now there's too many routes. There's too much stuff being built on, and all of that, you know, John. But um, I, I mean, yeah. I just Southern California is in in 20 years. What you know? What's it going to look like? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, uh, hey, John, do you ride? Absolutely. Do you want to fly set a fly racing kinetic mesh gear? Oh, dude, I would love it. All right. Well, you don't sound that stoked, John, but hopefully we'll still. Dude. Okay. Beyond stoked. All right. You're beyond stoked. All right. Cool. Thanks for calling in. Stay on hold. Tis to get your information. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. No problem. Thank you, uh, John. Wins a set of fly racing kinetic mesh gear. Flyracing.com. Please check them out. So, uh, Anton, uh, four motos down, twenty to go. I should have texted you this warning. I forgot. Uh, I need surprises okay. and disappointments uh, from each class. Um, I, I can't believe that I'm saying Adam is a surprise. He uh, is. He because, is. He is. But he is. Yeah. Like he totally is. Because you got to think he'd never. He'd only won one overall prior to this. He missed all of last year. You know, like he wasn't even out there. So to have him come out and ride the way he has has been huge. Um, and he needs it at this point in his career as we. Wrap up his 250 career, go to the 450 class. Inevitably, this is big. Um, for Randis, is, I, I hate to say that he's been a little bit of a disappointment because it seems like it's been stuff that's been out of his control. It's not. Yeah, did you did you see the AC collision? I don't know anybody who has. No, I didn't see it, but I was in the press conference when it was happening, like when they were talking about it, and you can tell that Dylan kind of thought maybe that there was some intent behind it uh-huh. but adam explained it really well like look I, I it's the opening lap what do you expect like we are gonna bump it it just happens and i don't want to take anybody out and i think dylan kind of hearing that straight up from adam shows because even through their supercross championship they were really cordial to each other you know after dylan won in seattle adam was right there to congratulate them uh they've you know had a good time on the podium together and they always talk so it's not this like brutal Right, bitter rivalry, like everybody would assume, but I think that that could start changing as the summer goes on because Dylan thinks that this is his title to win, and so does Adam, and you're going to see that kind of go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like having a clutch issue at Hangtown in the mud, and then just chaos last weekend. He really needs to string together a run of moto wins right now, and I think that this weekend is going to be his best shot, just because, like you've said, that star bike is so much faster than everybody else's is, and especially at that altitude. Okay, so that's 250 class. Uh, And then as far as 450 class goes, um, I would say the biggest surprise from from last weekend was probably Norin, just because, like, that's such a modestly modified bike. Like, he has great suspension and a good engine package, but, like, if you look at how Freddy's last few years have gone, that was a huge shift back in the right direction for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was, you, it, he was great. Like, in a perfect world, there could be where Freddie just rides just outdoors all the time. Like, if him and Ben LeMay could each have a deal where they have a great bike and Ben races Supercross and then Freddie picks that ride up for outdoors, that could be a great career-defining thing for those guys. Unfortunately, that's just not the way our sport works right now. Uh, Freddie was great. And then as far as 450 class goes... I think Ferris has just had a couple issues that have kept him from pulling together what he thought he was capable of. Uh, expectations were high after he came to high point that one time and rode so well. And then now there's more pressure and more expectations being on a factory bike and having more time and everything. And it just hasn't panned out the way that I think everybody kind of figured. Uh-huh. So maybe a little bit of a disappointment there, but maybe that builds as he figures out more and more stuff. But he's going to get ready to go to a couple tracks that he's not ridden ever, and we'll see how that goes, too, how quickly he picks up on them. Yeah, I talked to him after uh, Paula. He was bummed out, man, at his day. You know, he fell in the second yeah. moto and, and all of that. Yeah, and it, it sucks, too, because he's putting – this has been a big career investment for him. I mean, even though he's not really spending money to do it, it's not like he's funding his own deal, but he bypassed, you know – for sure thing to race down in, in Australia and defend a championship down there. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big risk to, to leave 
a defending title to come up here and maybe run top ten. Right, right. Um, I, I, he said he's going to try some air forks this weekend. So I didn't realize. I, I thought that debate was over. I know the star guy's been running air forks, but I thought that debate. Yeah, was I kind of thought that debate was fully over, especially for Yamaha. Like the mm-hmm. their production stuff is so good, and then what Kayaba can bring with just a regular coil fork is amazing. I. Uh, but who knows? I think everybody's still trying to figure out what works best for them. It's, it'll be a never-ending debate. Right. Um, Masterpool, Drake, a couple of rookies that came out, came in swinging a little bit at Hangtown. Um, Paula, what, what's, your make, what's your take on both of those guys and what they've been doing and what they can do? Uh, I think Drake is, like, completely an unknown. It's funny because, like, 2012, I met him for the first time, and he was, like, a 65 kid. And he was doing really well uh, at the World Mini and Mesquite. And to see how quickly like they've progressed in seven years is, is pretty good because I didn't think he'd be a pro guy at this point uh-huh. in his career. But, I mean, here he is. Uh, I think that expectations for him and for, for Masterful Bulls should just be pretty metered because they are still amateur kids. They didn't have the hype behind them that AC had when he went pro or – or, you know, unless he did or anything like that. What they're doing is good, and it's just a learning year. Uh, I talked to Will and Masterpool both about what they expected them in the first year, and it's just it's just a learning year. They want next year to be better, and whatever results they do is kind of a success either way. What about so the- I don't Go ahead. I don't think that everybody's like, you got to be top five every race. I don't think that those <laughs> days of an amateur racer are yeah. around anymore. Right. Um, what about um- – uh, uh, sorry, Jake Masterpool. Man, it's good. It's been good. Been good. I, this, Is he doing all the races? I don't even know. Does he do all the races? I, I have no idea. What's this? I would think that they probably do, just because like Ty's going to be at all of them, so you got to keep the other one there. So, um, but I don't know. He he does well. I mean, they have like they have all of the resources. They have a next level facility down in Texas, and you know the family's into it. Through everything that they've gone through, I mean, they're they're at everything still, and they want to be a part of it. Um, he's got four higher on the side of his shrouds. <laughs> yeah, he had that last year, I think. Yeah, I know. I so, just... yeah, he'll he'll be around. All right. Yeah, it's, I, 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 it's strange, like because I I know you don't follow like a lot of the amateur racing as closely. Oh no, but, I do not. No, <laughs> but like two, even last year or two years ago, like. The brother that's on Star, Ty, was riding a TM at one point. Like, they'll yeah. ride whatever. Yeah. They just, they'll do anything. And to see this, I think that the path that they've had to travel to get the boys to the pro ranks is far different than what they maybe would have expected it to be 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they're still there shows that, hey, like, we just want to do this. There's no, like, there's no, there's no bad outcome to this. They just want to be there and have fun with the family. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, no. It's it's been it's been interesting to watch, right? Like to see how yeah. how things have been going for him. So, uh, talked a little bit with Dan about the TLD team. Um, struggling a little bit, huh? Yeah, I mean, it kind of continues on what um, what happened in Supercross, where they had Jesse or they had Jordan and they had Shane, two guys that should be title contenders, and then they have these issues. Uh, I don't think Jordan's wrist is anywhere near a hundred percent. It's he's still dealing with some tendonitis issues in it. Uh, same thing for Shane's Shane's back because I even think that if you watch his GoPro footage late in that second moto, he's taking lines just to save his back. Like they're not the faster lines that you're going to have to charge. He's just kind of swooping around to go hit smoother outside lines. Uh-huh. Um, and I still think that there's something off with that bike. Like they've they've worked so hard to have tickle test it and go through all these things, but it's not been the perfect solution that I think everybody expected it to be. Like, yeah, yeah. power is not a problem. It's just handling. Right. Like they need to get some handling and some suspension stuff figured out. Uh, let's go to Ratcliffe on four. Ratcliffe, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. Uh, you know, on the anniversary of Eli Tomac uh, having that big crash at Colorado, just uh, want to discuss a little bit about, um, you know, obviously he doesn't ride super crazy balls fast all the time. And I kind of want to applaud him for that, you know, kind of showing some maturity and, the ability to turn it down when he doesn't have it. And obviously it's so exciting to see him turn it up when he does have it. Yeah, what uh what do you think, Anton? Uh I kinda I listened to the podcast that you and JT and Weech did on Monday. Um and I agree with JT that it's you never know when 
everything's going to align and he's just going to crush it. Like it's going to be this huge 35 second runaway win. Um, but it seems like he's been metered. He hasn't been put in a bad position yet. You know, we're four races in and it's not like he's been down in the first turn, you know, first moto at Paula last weekend was, I would say his worst start so far because he was buried in the pack and he made those passes to go up. Um, we'll know exactly how in control or how, out of control or whatever he can be if he gets a bad start or goes down in the first lap and is out of the top 20 and then see what he does from there. Uh, but it seems like, if he, and you might have noticed this, does he seem like happier to you lately, like way less serious and intense? I don't know. Um, like he seems like more joking. And like Supercross Eli, when things weren't going right, well, it right. was like, wow. oh, God. That, that's a, but that's any racer, right, for the most part? Yeah, um, but he seems just like way more mellow and relaxed, and just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going. This is my title to win. Right, I've won the last two. I'm yeah. going for three. Yeah, come beat me. Maybe, maybe he turned me down for a pulp show appearance on Monday. So I don't know if that meant that I was on a shit list, uh, or if he was, you know, not as serious or something. I don't know. But yeah, um, I'm not sure. I'll say this, uh, Ratcliffe, and I've said this before about Tomac. Look at his. Look at his streaks right now, his stats for Supercross and Outdoors. Look where he is with the greats. Like, he's right up there. He is going mm-hmm. to be an all-timer. And there has never been an all-timer. Ricky, James, Jeremy, Hannah, RV, Dunge. There's never been an all-timer with as many perplexing rides as Eli Tomac. You just... I mean, James would have the up-and-down results, but you knew why, because he cartwheeled. But any other guys... Literally, maybe you count Dungey's opening Hangtown ride that one year. There, you can count on one hand the number of times that you looked at all those other guys and went, "What was up with that?" Because when you're elite like they are, they don't have days like that. But Eli is the one guy that's an elite all-time talent that still has days where you're like, "Who's riding that bike?" And that's yeah, that's weird, but that's the way he is. You know, that's that's what when that's what we have to deal with. When it comes down to speed, Eli often kind of reminds me of James. You know, he turns it on oh, yeah. really yep. fast in some sections. Yep. And I'm, I, for one, am like, I'm stoked for him that he's able to turn it down a little bit when he's not feeling it. So yeah. He crash as hard as James crashed. Well, pre suspension. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. Man, hated watching him crash. Pre suspension, James, though, he didn't have rides where he got seventh like Eli. He just didn't have those rides. No, no one had rides like that when pre, you know, when you look at those elite guys. And Eli, when you look at his wins and where he is, he has rides where he gets seventh, and you're like, "What the hell?" And Anton and myself spend all week wondering what what's going on with him, you know. And and it's I'm not saying that in a negative way. It's just the way it is. It's what we all have to get our get used to. We just don't see guys on his level have days like that. So, uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Have a good one. You know what I mean, Anton? You agree? Yeah, it's weird how history repeats itself too, because like even even in New Jersey this year. Like, he knew what he needed to do, and he crashed two times in the same spot. And you're just like, for real? Like, yeah. this is this is all over again? Like, this is seriously what's going to happen? But then he even brushed that one off like, ah, whatever. Like, yeah. he knew that it, he had to do it to win the title, but it didn't cost him the title like it did in, six, in 17. Right. But, like, yeah, you see how it starts shaping up, and you're just like, oh, shit. It's yeah. another one of those rides. Yeah, and think about, you know, RV had that 16th at A1 where he crashed twice, and Dunge had that opening mm-hmm. round at Hangtown that was really weird. He got 7th or 8th or whatever. Uh, um, you know, I just, Ricky maybe never had a ride like that. Seriously, I can't think of one that Ricky ever had. Um, no, not really. And, I mean, like, there was that time in, uh, what was it, Jacksonville, that RV didn't even make the main event. Yeah. You know, there's, there's weirdo stuff that happens all the time and just, Eli happens to have a higher mm-hmm. percentage of weird over results with no like DNF or weird. Injury. Yeah, yeah, just where well, you're DNFs, like, but it's never been like, like what the hell just happened? Right, right, yeah. and you just don't see that from that level of guys. I mean, again, look at where Eli's ranking on these win lists. He's right there with yeah. those guys. He gets newsflash. He's right there with those guys. So yeah, I totally agree with you that he will be, you know, a, an all-time talent. Um, regardless of, of how the rest of his career goes. Like, he's already established himself and changed the course of the way that a lot of things have gone. Um, but it's just been it's just been weird that in Supercross he hasn't been able to put it together the same way and that really three out, or two outdoor titles have come down to, like, oh, shit, is it, is it going <laughs> to go his way or yeah, not? Yeah, you know, yeah. He's been dominantly fast, and you're still just like, 
you go into Indiana like, well, well anything could happen. Yeah. This is going to be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, all right, man. Well, hey, Anton, thank you for uh, coming on the show. SwapMotoLive.com. Go there. Check it out. It's a new home for, for Don Maeda and Anton and everybody else from the Transworld days. So uh, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Have fun in Canada. I will. Thanks. That's Michael Antonovich. Uh, thank you, Dan Truman. Tits, I felt like you were really brought it today. Yes, thank you. Really brought your game. Yep. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Fly Racing. Get Throw Taper Maxis 100%. We're off next week because there's no race, but we'll be back before Thursday before uh, High Point. So thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody, for uh, calling in. Thanks to Fly for the free gear set. See you next week.